You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. When we trust in God's faithfulness, His faithfulness never lets us down. Mm. And we saw that time and time and time again. God makes it work. And God really does um, come through, even when we're super stressed out, and even when we don't know what's going to happen, or even when we're like, we have 30 kids that need to be driven somewhere, and we have no idea where we're going to get a driver that can hold 30 kids, or multiple drivers <laughs> that can hold 30 kids. Um, but when we trust in God's faithfulness, His faithfulness always comes through. Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I'm Taylor, celebrating the 100th episode, and we are unpacking an exciting Focus Weekend. And I'm joined by not one, not two, but three special guests. First, we have Lead Pastor Jose Abro in the house. Jose, thanks for being here. We've got Student Pastor Tyler Keese. Good morning. And first time on the podcast, student intern Walker Bolt. Good morning, everybody. Walker, thanks for being here. It's an exciting weekend to unpack, and it's also the 100th episode of the Conversations Podcast. 100 episodes. It is a big deal because... I've really enjoyed every single one of these conversations and I'm really looking forward to a lot more where we just get to sit down, have real authentic conversations here in this room. And I hope that wherever you are, you also um, continue to have conversations like this about the messages and really what God is up to because that's what I think the purpose and the big why is for the podcast is to just talk about what God is teaching us and what God is doing in our lives. So I can't wait to talk about Focus. Yeah, we got a lot to unpack yeah, here. Yeah, we do. But before that, Uh-oh. since it's the 100th episode, I've come bearing a gift, true to form. I tried to channel my inner Taylor. I have a box of 100 paper clips hey. because you guys are doing a great job of holding it together. <laughs> I have no words. <laughs> I have no words. Let's jump into focus. Uh, deeply appreciated. <laughs> we got a lot of stories to unpack here. Tyler would love to give you the first word about what an exciting Sunday, but really it was just capping off an exciting weekend. So I'd love to hear first off, just you and Walker sharing different stories as we just open up here as far as where you saw God work and just some of your personal takeaways and highlights from the weekend. Oh yeah, man, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, just like last year, last year was different, right? Because of COVID and all those other things. But man, like focus is so different than anything that I've done and been a part of for student ministry in in the years that I've done it. And man, like the energy was high. It was amazing. God made it all work and used, man, an army of volunteers and host homes and leaders to make it all work. And we were excited, man. We went in. It was a new season for Focus um, in many different ways. And so, like, there were some big question marks. But, dude, like, are we encouraged? Are we empowered to what could be and the potential that's there. I mean, the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few and God makes it work. And that's that was my biggest takeaway from the weekend. I mean, I can give personal story after personal story of man, students reaching out last minute, either via email or text messages and needing sponsorships. And because of, man, our church being such a giving church, mm-hmm. we were able to accommodate all those, even at the door. Kids yeah. showing up, don't have a clue what focus is. Mm-hmm. My friend invited me and they just came with stuff in hand not knowing. Yeah. And to see the celebration of baptisms, man, 23 yeah. students on Sunday morning icing on the cake. So that is that is a brief, man, what focus was. It was amazing. It was exciting. And this old student pastor heart, man, is like ready to rock and roll. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. Walker, you got also up and close in all the action. Love to hear oh, your yeah. thoughts. 
Yeah. So focus, it really is kind of echoing what Tyler said. It really is an experience that you don't see a lot. I didn't grow up going to a church that did, would do weekend events like this or would do things that involved the community and how we can serve the community and being a part of the community, living within the community, reaching the community. And it was really cool. I remember specifically one little story. We were driving and I was driving around some 10th grade boys. They were crazy, but they were fun. Um, and we were driving around and I was listening to the radio and something came up on the radio and it said, I'm going to butcher the quote because I, I just couldn't remember it because I was with 10th grade boys. <laughs> but um, it talked about how when we trust in God's faithfulness, his faithfulness never lets us down. Mm. And we saw that time and time and time again. Going into this weekend, someone had told me that God makes it work. And God really does um, come through even when we're super stressed out and even when we don't know what's going to happen or even when we're like, we have 30 kids that need to be driven somewhere and we have no idea where we're going to get a driver that can hold 30 kids or multiple drivers <laughs> that can hold 30 kids. Um, but when we trust in God's faithfulness, His faithfulness always comes through. And that was the big, big takeaway for me this weekend was just that opportunity to see that and live that out and be exposed to that. I thought it was really, really cool. Yeah, it focus really reminds me that God is wanting to do so much uh, in and through us. He's wanting to use us to, to put things on like this so that we could see him work and we can see his spirit bring all these young people to him and really give us an example of what it looks like to come to Jesus in such an honest, genuine, and authentic way. These are, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 year olds that, that are showing us older folks, and I know a lot in the congregation that are older, um, how awesome it is to, to taste and see that Jesus Christ is good Amen. and is personal. And so life-changing weekend. In many, many ways. And a lot of that has to do with how God worked through y'all too. And so, well done, guys. And uh, let's keep working because That's God's right. up to a lot of fun things. Yeah, let's go, let's go. Let's jump into the theme and just the message itself from Sunday. Uh, I'd love to get kind of the behind the scenes thoughts as behind even just made new and based on the Revelation 21 passage, but kind of what, what was going through y'all's head as you picked that theme? And then even just how did you see students respond overall to the weekend? Yeah, man, it, so it started... Um, man, about eight months to a year ago, I found myself, man, I've been doing student ministry for years, right? And there are things that you develop and you put in your toolbox that are like guarantees, whether you call them gimmicks or whatever. I mean, COVID decimated that. The, the gimmicks, the guarantees for student ministry was gone. And like, so even from just a micro focus on student ministry, the way that that was accomplished over the last two years in this transition for my family and I, God was was renewing all of that. I mean, the way that we reach and, and impact students now is not the same that it was two years ago. And so that's where it started. And then I started to pray and kind of lean in. And Revelation 21 kept coming up, kept coming up. And I sat down, I remember sitting down with Paulina and sharing the first verse. And in that moment, like I felt crazy, like Revelation for a student <laughs> event. And as a student pastor, like, when you have students come to you and they're like, man, like, I want to start reading the Bible. What should I read? Like, don't start in Revelation. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, start in yeah. Matthew. Start in the Gospels. Yeah. Get a grasp of Jesus and, and stay away from, for the love of God. Stay away from Revelation right now, you know? And, and so, like, I was intimidated by that. And, and that's what began to turn and open the door of God making those things new. And, man, seeing that and even, man, something as small, or not as small, but the the freeze that took place that shocked everything and things that died 
died during that snowstorm and all of those sort of things. I mean, like the regrowth and the making new of that, it was just kind of, I mean, over the last eight months, a year, that, that God brought all of that together and reminded us of, of what that is and what that looks like. And so that's where it started. And then I invited Walker to the table to really help I me. Mean, hey, because I am not great at coming up with junior high level questions for small group material. And so I, I brought Walker into the fold and I was like, hey, man, I need your help. Here's where I'm thinking. Here's my first one, two punch questions. And then he can contribute to the rest of the story because ultimately where we landed was the story of Zacchaeus. Yeah. And the one comment I remember you making early on <laughs> was, dude, next time, pick a story where the main character's name is easier to spell. <laughs> so, Walker, man, you give some feedback just as far as that story. Yeah, definitely. And to just start us off, Zacchaeus, I mean, that has like three C's in there, an A, a U, it hits all the vowels. It'd be a good word for Wordle. Um, if Wordle was 18 letters long each week. Um, but yeah, ultimately, uh, when Tyler had first approached me with this idea of wanting to do Revelation 21.5 as the like theme verse, in my head I was like, okay, um, yes, we can do that. Because um, I also was intimidated. I was like, Revelation, like personally, I haven't read a lot of Revelation. <laughs> you know, so uh, just looking and trying to like use that as a tool. And I think God does that in really specific ways mm-hmm. to like expose your heart to something that he wants you to lean into. Um, but even in that case, it was kind of, uh, it was a cool opportunity. And so when we did think about those questions for it, and we did kind of go through those questions, we had our four main topics that we were trying to hit within each session. And then we built questions around that. And we all know, we wanted to make sure that our questions were um, Bible-centered and Bible... Um, practical. Practical. Yeah. But we also had to understand that this is an outreach event. And so we couldn't use some of the, like the Bible and these, or however you want to say that. Christianese, yeah. Christianese, not Bible and sorry guys. The Christianese. That's right. It's like I speak it, not a lot of people do. It's exclusive. Greek. Uh, it's a mixture of Greek and Hebrew. Uh, but, anyways, we wanted to make sure that we didn't have too much Christianese in the questions because ultimately this event, Focus 2022 and Focuses alike, have been used as a tool to reach our community yeah, right. and reach the Wimberley and surrounding area. And so we were just really confident and cognizant in that that our questions were that way and they could um, reach a certain audience. And I thought it was really cool and I was proud to be a part of a, uh, a group that could get those questions done and reach those people and reach those students. Man, both of you guys talked about how, you know, Revelation is intimidating, but really this verse is what Revelation ends with. It's the final. You're one chapter away from finishing up the Bible. And this is the ultimate goal that Jesus is coming back to make all things new. So I love that you pinpointed like the point, mm-hmm. you know, what, what is, what is the ultimate purpose of Jesus and God. He's making all things, he's restoring what once was in the garden. Right. So you, you hit on a major here and, and that definitely um, br- was brought down by, by uh, bringing in Zacchaeus. Mm. So I'm, I am glad that you chose him. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> Maybe next time, John. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there were so many good truths that it's, it's cool to hear just not only hitting with the students, but just hits the whole church body Absolutely. and the church family. And, yeah. and I think about Tyler, just your, your kind of takeaways from the passage in Luke 19 about uh, how encounters with Jesus starts with brokenness and then leads to an encounter with Jesus and then is obtained by dwelling with Jesus. And so I'd love to just kind of get y'all's thoughts, uh, the three of y'all just on these kind of topics real quick, starting with brokenness. Tyler, I loved how I'd heard this story in Sunday school uh, for years and years, but just 
highlighting the the brokenness that Zacchaeus felt to just take the desperate measures of climbing in the tree. Because I think about the kid's song and wee little man climbs in the tree. And it's like, it, it, it doesn't dawn on me though. And just thinking about uh, just the, the brokenness there and how we, we need to start with that. Mm. For someone that maybe has been walking with Jesus for a while and they, you know, they wouldn't ever necessarily say out loud, but maybe it's just hard for them to even recognize their own brokenness. How have y'all seen that in your lives? And what are maybe some ways in which you've acknowledged your own brokenness and been able to to come to, to Jesus in those moments? Yeah, so for me, I mean, I, I look at brokenness in like a couple of different lights, right? Like with the story of Zacchaeus, you know, his brokenness was initial. There was that actual void of, of no Jesus in his life, no sense of eternal salvation and security and all of those things. So there is that light. So when I look at my own brokenness, you know, I gave my life to Jesus when I was 13 years old. You know, it was at a summer camp and was baptized. Like that's where my heart was sealed. God made the inside of me new. My, my heart belonged to him. My spirit was filled with him, connected with him. But in that process, the, the being made new process goes further than that. It's next step after next step after next step. And so like like I shared from the stage, you know, there's been things throughout my whole life from miscarriage to man, raising kids, church hurt, ministry. And there's been time after time after time. And a lot of times it's in the middle of hurt and, and emptiness and brokenness that like God has renewed my mind, mm-hmm. my eyes, my ears. And it's not always easy. Sometimes I'm res- I'm resentful because in my mm-hmm. flesh, man, I don't want to see things differently. Mm-hmm. My way is the best way. And, and that's, not, that's not the truth. That's not what the gospel is. And so, I mean, that brokenness, the story of Zacchaeus starts with, I mean, terrible news, you know? Mm-hmm. Zacchaeus was destined for hell before mm-hmm. his encounter with Jesus. And then from there we see change and step and growth. And so that brokenness part shed light on me in my story, just like many others, you can look back and you can see point after point after point where like God has made something new. I mean, there are things unseen in my life right now as a pastor that still need to be made new because I'm not fully sanctified because I am still in this shell that is that is flesh mm-hmm. and God is at work. Yeah, he ain't done yet. I really liked how, how mm-hmm. you said that, not only in the church, but also in us. He ain't done working on us. He ain't done showing us his goodness. And we ain't done growing up uh, to become more like Jesus. And um, I was really struck by the tree. What does that tree represent in my life? I, I ask my I ask that question a lot. You know, what what you know, what forced me to climb a tree to see Jesus? And then what was that tree? And it was cool this weekend. I was, you know, behind the uh, on the piano playing for, uh, during the week. And, and that was one of the first uh, ways that I started serving God. I was talking to Tyler earlier this morning about that, that I got, I got to go back to uh, how I first started in my walk with Jesus through college ministry. Uh, there was a need for a piano player. And so I hopped up on, on the piano and that's where I started to learn to worship God personally in using music as a, as a avenue, not for performance, but for worship. And so it reminded me it reminded me of that season in my life. And so I think that's a good thing for us to do often is um, look back to when you first came to know the Lord. What was that like? What was your brokenness like that, like then? And then what was the tree that that you climbed up to take a look at Jesus? And, and remember that because we need to be reminded constantly um, that we don't have it. <laughs> we haven't arrived. If Even if we're at church every Sunday, if we're a community group, if we're reading our Bibles, and if we're praying, God is on a mission to make all things new, including us, and then he wants to use us. So remembering what that is in our lives is so important as we uh, 
yeah, as we just glorify what he's what he's done through us. That's good. That's really good. And Zacchaeus in his brokenness climbed the tree and then Jesus saw him and then that led to an encounter in his own house as far as Jesus coming uh, to him. And so just thinking about, I love uh, Tyler, how you broke down kind of two responses to encounters with Jesus. And one, thinking of Zacchaeus and the way in which he stepped into obedience and even to the point of um, the, the dramatic uh, giving back of fourfold from what he uh, took from others and, and this kind of a, a radical life change. And then you think about the rich young ruler and how he looked at what it was going to take and he was like, I, I'm, I pass, I pass. And so just thinking about those two examples and how we've each uh, had encounters with Jesus before, um, I think kind of in a similar question here for someone that maybe has been walking with Jesus for a while or maybe in their brokenness, they think, I, I, don't, I don't need Jesus or I don't want to go to Jesus in the midst of my brokenness. Um, what does that look like for, for y'all three as you uh, continue the sanctification process and continue to acknowledge the brokenness? There's a lot of coping mechanisms or a lot of escapes or other ways or places we can go. So how do you personally uh, go back to an encounter with Jesus in those times? Um, I know for me personally, um, something I've heard one time and it's really just stuck with me, and I think it fits in really well with brokenness and this idea that we are broken is, is kind of this quote from a pastor out of a church in Waco. And he said, if dependence is the goal, weakness is the advantage. Hmm. And so when I think about it, and I think if I'm trying to truly be dependent on goal, on God, on God, sorry, not on goal. <laughs> if I'm trying to truly be dependent on God, the weakness, my weaknesses are my advantage because what he does through those weaknesses and how he responds yeah. and how I respond through those weaknesses. So when I'm going through something where I'm like, I need an encounter with Jesus, I have to just remind myself that this brokenness, this is an avenue back to Christ. And this is an avenue back into his holy house because I learned long ago that I cannot do this brokenness on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I try to do this brokenness on my own, I'm gonna fail time and time and time again. Mm-hmm. But I realized through that brokenness, I can be sanctified or continue to try to be more sanctified because of that brokenness and how the Lord responds in my heart and responds um, when I give that to him versus wanting to hold it in and saying like, well, I can't show my brokenness, I'm scared. I'm scared mm-hmm. to show my brokenness. Versus saying, he's saying, no, like give me your burdens. I want to take them. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I remind myself of when it comes to brokenness and how the Lord um, wants to have an encounter with us when it comes to brokenness. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. So, and and to, you know, peel back the curtain a little bit to, to give full credit to God and, and, and how God uses things, like even with something like this in this point, um, man, God's spirit brought the rich young ruler comparison to me through the incredible Bob Moss. <laughs> and he pointed out, man, when I started talking through, I, I had met with him, started talking through my points. I was like, man, I trust you. I need supporting verses yeah. to, to lift up in this. And he's like, man, a chapter before this, the rich young ruler, you know, free will. Like there are two different responses wow. and that we all have that different kinds of brokenness. And man, like what... I think what a lot of people will do is we can prioritize what fills our flesh and our comfort on this side of heaven um, and, and mistaking it for that that it fills it fills us up. It gives us purpose, right? It, it renews us. It, it brings us into that fold of Jesus. Those things are great, right? But like for me, my love of sports, man, if my only recharge and leaning in in response to Jesus is to be refreshed by plopping down and watching, you know, 
NBA games on TNT after community groups on Wednesday night when my family's in bed and and that sort of thing. Like I'm missing the mark if I don't refill from a spiritual standpoint. Um, There's nothing wrong with stuff. There's nothing wrong with passions of hobbies and all those things. But when it's put in front of Jesus, that's the problem and that's the issue. And there's, a again, there's a lot that we don't know about the story of Zacchaeus. And so, man, those next steps and responses, you know, God works in mysterious and mysterious ways. And that change and interaction and response to looks different on different people. But I think the heart just has to be Jesus first and that Jesus can use stuff. He can use hobbies, mm-hmm. but we have to have that heart of priority. It's really good, first. man. I really like the similarity here between what Jesus says in Matthew 10, come to me, all who are weary and heavy mm-hmm. burden, and I will give you rest. So that's an invitation, just like Zacchaeus. He's inviting himself over to Zacchaeus's house. Well, mm-hmm. the invitation is to Jesus. It's not to a place, it's to a person. And uh, to your point, Tyler, I mean, when we go to Jesus first, then he says, hey, go watch that. You know, mm-hmm. rest and, and watch that that game. Go on a hike. Go enjoy my my creation and, and delight in those things, especially after, you know, it's one of the best feelings in the world after a weekend like this, you oh, see amen. all the fruit and you, 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 you recognize, man, we can, we can rest, that it was a job well done, and then you can rest, um, which is what, what God did after creating the earth in six days. And then he rested on the seventh. He said that it was very good. Focus 2022 was very good. Yes, it was indeed. It was indeed. The last point here is just talking about obtain. Being made new is obtained by dwelling. And I love not only just the importance of dwelling with the Lord, but also how there's a purpose that we go. It's not just sit around and sing Kumbaya, but that there is this sense of, of purpose. Tyler, you talked a lot about the parents and just speaking to the parents in the room, the dads in the room, and just the, the fact that they are the key disciple maker in their home. And so just thinking about for all of us when it comes to how do we find necessarily maybe just that purpose or how do we seek first to dwell and then to kind of move into how God wants us to move? Yeah, um, man, number one is the the way that we dwell is, is time spent. And for different people and different giftings and different personalities, like, I mean, God's created us all differently. So for me, you know, my dwelling might be reading two to three chapters of scripture a day. For my wife, she might tap out at five verses, but I mean, like she's a prayer warrior, you know? So like dwelling looks different. It's not a cookie cutter thing um, for any individual. There are key components that we should not neglect. Absolutely. But there's freedom in Christ and freedom in that dwelling. And so we dwell how we dwell, just like Jose just said. If that's on a hike, but you come to Jesus first, that can be your dwelling place. Your dwelling place might be on a, you know, a, a bass boat, you know, by yourself or, or whatever. Like I, that looks different, you know, and with, <laughs> did I miss something? No, no, no. Oh, Walker, sorry. Walker wants to be on a bass boat now. I yeah, think yeah, is what's going okay, on. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's, so, <laughs> just me and the basses. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Dwelling, dwelling, dwelling. Yeah, okay. So so when we dwell, that leaning in, in response to Jesus, like that also overflows from that. You yeah. know, per Jose's conversation and I th- this morning, you know, you made up a great point. Yeah, man, Sunday morning's message was spirit-led. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I prayed, but man, like I was vulnerable, you know, like mm-hmm. I was tired, I was exhausted. And when we are at our weakest, like God's power and spirit and strength shows through. And that's yeah. what happens through something like focus. And it yeah. sheds light on, man, like, because I didn't have the time to read three chapters a day this weekend in the middle of focus, mm-hmm. you know? 
I, I leaned in and I dwelled the best that I could. I mean, God's spirit showed up, even though it's not like my normal routine or that sort of thing. And so, man, dwelling is huge. Parents, 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 dwell with the Lord first. Your students will be better. Your homes will be better. They need you to dwell with Jesus before you make their little league games or get them signed up for anything or show up or provide in any sort of way. Dwell with Jesus and God works out the rest. Your kids don't need every, you know, financial worldly thing that that we feel the pressure to provide for. They don't need the name brand clothes. They don't need the big extravagant vacations. They don't need to be involved in every single single little thing that the world throws at them. They need to see you dwell, dwell mm-hmm. with Jesus. And what happens is just like with Zacchaeus, man, he dwelled, salvation came to his home. Mm-hmm. You know, prodigal son, last year, the father dwells, salvation comes to the home. And even when there is wandering and poor decisions from the children, from the kids, they're brought back into the fold mm-hmm. because of the example that's in front of them. And that's my heart, man, parents, 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 parents. It's crucial now more than ever in the culture that we live in. Step up and step into Jesus and watch God work. Watch God meet all those needs. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that's, that's the point here. Jesus makes all things new. He, he's willing, are, are, are we willing? Mm-hmm. Are we uh, willing to step into abiding and remaining and dwelling with with the Lord. And when we do that, that's when that's when we see him work. That's when we see him do things that there's no way that we could ever do or accomplish or 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 imagine. And that's the that's the good news in all of this is that God God reigns. That's so good. What an exciting weekend, exciting Sunday to cap it all off. And we've got another exciting Sunday coming up this week. Jose, you want to tell us about it? Yeah. So Patrick and Pandy from Zimbabwe will be preaching, bringing the word. Um, I can't wait to hear what he has to say. And really what I love is what God is doing um, through this community called Cypress Creek Church. We just experienced an amazing weekend for our young people. We'll hear about what God is doing in Zimbabwe. And uh, it's just fun. It's just fun to see um, what the Lord is up to and how he's using us and, and also knows us in all individually. So it's gonna be fun. All right. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Conversations podcast. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, you can email us conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks for being here again, everybody. It was awesome. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will see you guys next time.